Hello and welcome to the, the Drywall, Drywall Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. I've been in and around the drywall industry for more than 20 years. I've worked in the union, finished piece rate, and worked hourly with many different companies and people spanning the West Coast and beyond. The Drywall Podcast will be exploring the world of drywall and interviewing the professionals that make it happen. This podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony is the world's first colored joint compound system to create beautiful walls. Whether you're going over existing painted texture or level three finished drywall. This is my new least favorite place I've ever been. I spent a lot of time here. And trust me, it doesn't get any better. We'll be discussing all things drywall. This concept began with the Facebook groups picking unique topics, discussing application techniques, and the characters and the comedy that ensued. Let's get into it. What an absolute pleasure to be able to interview Pap Stugan of Slick Finish Drywall. We talk about social media, his work up in New York, and his involvement with Columbia Tools as an ambassador. Paps has a legacy spanning over 20 years, and we cover as much as we can. So without further ado, Paps Dugan. Um, super excited to have Paps Dugan on the very first Drywall Podcast. Here we are. Wow, thanks Dream. for having me. Paps can be first. Who cares, right? Hey, I'll take it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Paps Dugan. It's a big so shout Pap, out to you for having me on, man. Thank you. I yeah, absolutely. It. Turn you up here a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, dry, drywall, all things drywall here on the Drywall Podcast. And um, specifically, I want to target uh, people in the industry. You know, I want to start Mud Madness. That's the name of your company? Yes, sir. Well, no, that's that's the name of my social media platform. The name okay. of the company is Slick Finish Drywall. Slick Finish Drywall. But uh, okay, so why didn't you do Slick Finish Drywall as for the company name or vice versa? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't think it was that that exciting for the you know the internet and everything. You know, bigger mud madness. I'd probably catch somebody's eye. You know? Okay. All right. You know, so it was. That's exactly what I'm about. Brand strategy, um, brand strategy and mud madness. And then I noticed you have like a little, uh, if you lean back there, maybe your logo's on your shirt there. Oh, yep, yes, sir. Oh. So you, you have an alien. So drywall, drywall alien. It's almost like a secondary or third brand that you have. No, why, why did you choose an alien? Well, because one, I'm, I'm skinny with a big old head. <laughs> then um, when I... Usually when I jump on a construction site, you know, commercial sites, you get that that look. I get that look that that's like, a, wow, what the hell is he doing here? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Almost like seeing the UFO or, you know, just seeing something out of the ordinary. So why, you know, do, you, like, why do you say that? Yeah, like, uh, like I'm foreign, like uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be there. What the hell am I doing there? <laughs> <laughs> I just um, take it and run with it, you know. <laughs> like because you're a drywaller. 
Yeah, and usually uh, I walk on big commercial jobs and it's a lot of drywall there and I'm by myself, you know? Ah, okay, okay. They're like, they're like, there's no way this dude's going to finish all this drywall by himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it and run with it now, you know? <laughs> sure. So have you have you always worked solo? So just just for our listening audience and maybe people do know or don't know, working solo in the drywall industry is kind of rare. I've finished houses uh solo. It's hard. Yeah. yeah it's hard. And and I though I also liked it. I was much younger at the time, but it was like really hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, but you know the, the the freedom and you know not having to worry about different personalities and right. you know different people's ways and wanting to do things and you know it's, it's all on you. you know? Yeah, how you want to finish it is how you want to finish it, and your end product is all on you. Right, so, right. Uh, I'm, how long have you worked solo? Um, for about three three years now. I had a partner before that. We uh, split ways. Um, yeah, that kind of thing happened. But other than that, it's been all right. Yeah, how long? How long did you work with a partner for? Oh gosh, maybe like ten years or so. Yeah, it was a while. We had a good relationship, good, good long relationship. Yeah, but it's it, it sort of ended. But did it end on good terms? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, the body. You know, he's a little older. He's a little older gentleman. So he yeah. takes a, took a little wear and tear on his body. Oh, yeah. You know, he just wanted to do something a little more easier, you know, a little more subtle for him, so, which I understand. It could be a little taxing on the body, this trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be. Yeah, 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 I can't agree more. If I could have found something much, much more easier. <laughs> the wrist. Do you get like the wrist, like at night? Do you get the wrist falling asleep? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Bug, like sometimes it takes like, like mm-hmm. yeah. a good couple yeah. minutes to wake that sucker up. Yeah, absolutely. If I sleep with my hand above my head like 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 this, yeah, it goes to sleep really really quick, and I got to yeah. shake it out. And yeah. Mess me up at night sometimes. <laughs> you know, when I worked in the union, they used to have these weird. Uh, so I worked in the union for a spell when I first started out as an apprentice, and they had. Uh, they had like when we worked on Intel, they were really big on safety and they had like little exercises that you do for your wrists to prevent. I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if it worked or anything like that, but uh, uh, something, something maybe to consider. Maybe if some of our listeners know some good tricks uh, to stretching or uh, wrist exercises that can uh, prevent carpal tunnel share them man share them I'm all in. I'm all in. So you had a partner for several years 10 years you've been solo for three years you prefer being solo yeah, yeah for the most part sometimes i get a little lonely i'm not gonna lie. look around and like all right i guess i'm just just me you know everybody's got buddies they're eating lunch and laughing and having fun and paps is over yeah. by himself <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 but but usually um on residentials that's that's my my meat and potatoes there the residentials so I'm usually by myself for the most part nobody's in there you know if a customer come by easy then or out yeah, yeah. Minutes, so 
I just yeah. jam my radio on and, and go to work, you know? Yeah. What do you like to listen to on the job site? Uh, I like a mixture of things, you know, like a little hip hop, you know, your yep. R&B, you got your pop, you know, just things to get me moving. Yeah. Yeah. So you like more upbeat music? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm an open-minded kind of man. You know, I listen yeah. to country. Uh, I like Kenny Rogers. I grew up on Kenny Rogers, you know. Okay. So it wouldn't upset me any if any country popped on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, earbuds now. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, library is flooded with good music, man. I, I just pop in my earbuds, turn on my, my music library, and I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. What else? What else? Uh, so the social media thing, that's kind of where I saw Paps first. So I remember there were some videos and maybe you got a lot of traction on those videos, but like there was a couple videos where you were like, you'd run the box, I remember, and then you put in like a laugh track or a cheering track. Okay. And like those, you did a few of those, maybe, that was a while ago, maybe two years ago, three years ago. Um, you got quite a bit of traction over that, right? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, a lot of people did like that one. Um, <laughs> I enjoy, you know, editing the, the videos and things like that. Yeah, that one was fun. That one was definitely fun to do. Yeah. Um. So, how many followers do you get on your on like your TikTok? You were doing TikTok, I think. Yeah. For most people, you were on top of that. Yeah, back in in this infant, like uh, when it first switched over to TikTok from uh, I think it was music, musically or something like that. I forget the original name of it. They switched over and started picking up traction. I was wow. like, hey. So you were on it, you were on it, you were on TikTok before it was even TikTok. Uh right right when it switched over to TikTok. So yeah, wow. it was like an infant infant stages of being TikTok at that. Crazy. It's huge now. It's so big. I'm still, mm -hmm. I, I don't really know what to post. I mean, fun stuff or like, you know, short videos. No, you know, no, I'm just trying to pour it over, keep it, you know, one to the other from Instagram to Facebook to TikTok. It's not really a difference from the videos that I put on each one. Right. Maybe the length, because uh, I think Instagram goes by like 60 seconds or something like that. So. I have to shorten them up or try and speed them up to make that time. But other than that, I keep the videos the same across yeah. all platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how many followers do you have on uh, like TikTok, for instance? Uh, I think I'm approaching 4,000. Yeah, they're, they're trickling in, but it's slowly but surely, you know? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a bunch. Um, yeah, I definitely have the least amount on TikTok. I don't put as much energy there. I post I post on Instagram and that shares to Facebook and I'm still, you know, I'm still figuring it out, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. there you go. I mean the algorithm is crazy. Trying to figure that? out the algorithm. Yeah, trying to figure out the algorithm and when the post and yeah, yeah it's just insane. It's if you really dedicate your whole time to it, it, it will take over your whole day, your whole life, you know. Yeah, so so you probably have to be be careful. I see some of these like girls posting, you know, the drywall girls and like like you know people that get a lot of traction on yeah. social media, and I'm like, are they just filming all day? How do they? How do you like when you when you yeah. go you go in front of work? You gotta like regulate, man. You can't be filming all day and messing around. Yeah, exactly. with people, otherwise, it burns up your whole day. 
So yeah, how, exactly. do you, how do you regulate that? Uh, I just pick a moment in time, pick like a couple moments throughout the day where I could just prop my phone up here or prop my camera up here and, and catch myself doing a box or catch myself blowing a butt joint or something like that. Just yeah. something quick where it's not taking up too much time, setting up a camera, making sure the lighting is perfect. Right, um, right. All that when I get home. That's a quick little prop up, maybe five minutes, if that. If yeah. That's usually yeah. a couple of minutes. Yeah. Butts right and there, you, right there. Mm. You do the editing later, later after. Yeah, exactly. Chilling out, yeah. whatever. And so, yeah. uh, how'd you how'd you get into the drywall trade? I mean, so you've been, um, and I, if you don't mind my asking, you seem pretty young. I mean, how old are you? Are you? Uh, Thirty nine, turning forty in September. Oh, okay. Right. So you 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 look young. You look young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, got a couple of salt and pepper going on here. Uh, come, you'll get more of those. Don't worry, man. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, they really yeah. start to come in. Uh, I, I want them. It's it's, it's uh, you know a sign of a uh, a passage, a right to passage. There, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh, how did you get it? How did you get into the trade paths? Oh man. Well, my, my girlfriend then wife now was pregnant with my son and just couldn't find anything anywhere as far as work, you know, going to supermarkets here. That's dead end jobs really. Yeah. And, um, my neighbor, he was outside washing tools and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go over there and ask him if he needs any help. Uh, shout out to Priest Drywall. He's probably going to kill me here, <laughs> but uh, Jeff Priest. And um, he, he handed me over the tool and the hose and uh, started washing the box. And the next day, uh, was working on in drywall. Yeah. Little did you know, one day you would be on the drywall podcast as our first yeah. guest. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. You've come yeah, a long way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My first day, I had on a brand new jean jacket and oh, brand sure. new jean pants, you know, like, like I was going to a club or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the day, that whole suit was messed up. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I hope th those are your grubbies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first day uh, at the union. I had worked drywall a little bit, but I'm, I remember specifically my first day it was a commercial job. It was two, uh, two condominiums in like downtown Portland. And I had jeans, which was frowned upon. They all wore whites in the union up, mm. in, up in Portland. Like, so I show up in jeans, of course. And uh, um, I, had, uh, I had a plastic pan. And I mean, oh. you, can, you can imagine. <laughs> It was like, I walk in, I walk, and they're all there already because I show up like five minutes before the day starts. You know, all those old school union guys get to work like a half hour early, you know, and yeah. uh, they were all sitting around. And I mean, they had a heyday with me for sure. Oh, man, I could imagine. <laughs> I got the Walmart special pan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. So you're not like a, a lot of the drywallers that I see and follow are like generational. They, 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 their dad, they started with their dad. I'm not either. I, I like found, mm -hmm. I like the mud. I found it. So you, you were like, I'm going to go, this guy's washing some weird looking tools over there. I'm going to go see if he needs some help. He says, hell yeah, come on, let's do some. Yeah. So, so you did. You know, he obviously paid you okay. You did a little bit of mud for maybe, you know, a week or so, and you were like, this is okay. I mean, did you like it right away? 
Um, the, the first couple of days, I was like, what the hell am I getting myself into? Yeah. Coming home all drenched in mud and, you know, my hands are filthy. And I, yeah. You know, I ain't never do nothing like that before. <laughs> you know, I'm from yeah. Brooklyn. I, I've never even heard of drywall finishing before. <laughs> so uh, after about a week or so, I'm like, you know, it's pretty cool. I see the guys walking around in stills, running the boxes and flipping yeah. the knives around their hands. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty, pretty interesting. I, I could get into this, you know. It's Let me give it a chance and see where it takes me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty artistic. It takes a lot of skill. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mud sure. like muds an unruly media, and the dudes were making it look easy. And I was just like, dang. Oh man, first day five <laughs> screws, my wrist was on fire. I was like, oh my goodness, how do you guys do this every day? Yeah. So hit fine spot, and I was like, oh man, yeah, this this is gonna be take some getting used to here. But that was so that was like that was 14, 15, 14 years ago or so. No, um, longer. Yeah, going on 20 years now. Did you start yeah. drywall when you were in Brooklyn or did you no? Um actually my mom, she always tried to, you know, get us out of Brooklyn. Okay. Show us a little bit of the, the rest of the country, you know. Okay. Tried to go down south to South Carolina and uh made our way to Georgia. Right. And, um, found a nice house out there and then tried to start anew. And that's how I got into the drywall was in Georgia, little town in uh, Douglasville, Georgia. Georgia. So that was kind of, that was, uh, that, that's a ways away from uh, New York. Yeah. 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 I have family down, down in the South. So okay. And just uh, link up with them and, you know, they'll help us find a place and my mom will ship us on down there, you know, Try yeah. something out, try something new out. Yeah, and you, so, but you ended up back in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, being out of New York, it, it takes a lot. That, that's that's a, a big culture shock, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Going from uh, a million people you see a day to you maybe see maybe 10 people throughout the day being in yeah. this little town there. Now, I was getting a little homesick, you know. Okay. Uh, my sister lived up this way in uh, Binghamton, New York. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should give that a try, you know? We we lived out here for a while, you know, we all getting pretty homesick, missing New York. So let's, right. uh, let's, let's go see where that takes us, try a new adventure. And came up this way and I've been here ever since. Two weeks is about all I could do up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the funny part too, because I, I thought when I would move back, I will be in Brooklyn a lot and Manhattan a lot, you know, going back to the city and, and hanging out with my friends and stuff. And, as I got a little older, I barely go back there now. Once I do go there, I'm like, oh, I got to get back home to Binghamton. You know, it's, it's too much now, you know? <laughs> Binghamton's pretty chill compared to yeah. compared to Brooklyn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, like any city, there's suburbs of, of New York. Uh, you know, there's all these outlining areas. I mean, New York is, yeah. upstate, upstate New York is beautiful. I mean, you can drive two hours oh. and be in like the middle of nowhere. Um, but you work specifically sometimes you'll work in like manhattan you get jobs in manhattan no no, no. I, I don't think i well i've done one in um in, in staten island uh, around that area one but other than that no no i haven't gotten any any jobs out that way it, it, there'll be a long travel you know unless i'm getting hooked up with the hotel and everything like that it'll, it'll be a hassle Okay, how far are you outside of the city? Uh, four hours. Oh, okay, so you're ways, you're ways out. Yeah, 
All right. So just residential and you do commercial sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Residential is my meat and potatoes, but uh, commercial, maybe three or four projects uh, throughout the year. That. Um, yeah. You wait, you run all of the you run all of the tools. Do you do you do bazooka box tools? Mm -hmm. Blazing yeah, head. Yeah. Everything. Whatever uh, hand finishing needs to be done. Jump on that. And, you know? Yeah. Yes, and are you doing you're doing primarily smooth finish up there yeah yeah, yeah. It, it used to be texture a lot um, but they, they've uh, got away from that throughout the years like that, that used to be every project was texture ceilings you know the, what uh, kind of texture the, the crow's foot uh yeah i don't know if you guys got that out your way but the oh, crow's yeah. foot, there's star star sickle uh, oh you run first coat set coat you use the box tools and i assume you float out by hand yeah last coat you do a lot of sanding then huh if you're doing level five. Oh, um well the level five i don't really do that uh too often so bring it up to uh three coats on the flats and three on the butts uh and uh corner bead and screw same thing but uh unless they want a level five then yeah and uh, then that's what we go for, skim the whole wall from top to bottom. But, okay. Uh, some companies would skim the wall and some some wouldn't. So you're, mm -hmm. you're like, you're finishing up to like level four and then they yeah. paint over the top of it? Yep. yep. Okay. I go back and uh, hit them with a little chalk mud and go from there, sand them out and they prime those spots and go from there. Yep. Do you get a lot, do you get a lot of contractors bitching about your work afterwards? Or does it depend mm -hmm. on the contractor? No, no, not really, not too often. Um, because they, they know just give me a call and I'll be right back there if there's any issues. And it's usually small things, you know, the dang hair, you know, scratches hair or something like that. No sure. usual. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot, man. It varies, you know, it varies. It varies from applicator to uh to applicator and contractor to contractor, you know. I'm sure you get some contractors okay. are nightmare to work with and then other contractors <laughs> <laughs> I get a call from a contractor you know certain ones i look at my yeah. phone <laughs> that's it you just add on an extra extra thousand dollars right off the top right there you go yes <laughs> 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 you gotta make it worth your while, you know. <laughs> My boss and uh, I, I worked in Crested Butte for a little while. He used to call it the pain in the ass factor. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a nice fee to, to tack on there. You know, yeah, yeah. And so, speaking of fees, I mean, you don't have to talk about how much you make. I think drywallers should talk about how much they make more. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that this is a trade where, especially nowadays, we can like. Uh, you know, we can certainly push the envelope with our pricing um, and get yeah. away with it because there's a shortage of workers in the trade. And also it's a skilled trade that I think, you know, we get beat up a lot on uh, pricing. Um, yeah. You know, where are you at now with your pricing? Are, you, are your prices pretty good? Would you say you're at the, would, would you say you're pushing, you know, pushing the, the, the standard of pricing in your area or would you say you're kind of more um, middle yeah i think it's kind of treading the line of, of being good and and being subpar you know especially for this area with everything going up and it's, you know gas prices is ridiculous right now so um, yeah a nice raise would be 
greatly appreciated right about now. But um, other than that, um, I, 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 I think it's doable. Charge what you can charge pretty much whatever you want, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah pretty much. Like I got a set price for my contractors, and then um, any customers that come along and, and give me a, a call, I check out, you know, the estimate the job and see how difficult it'll be and price to, you know, to what it yeah, should be. How often, how often do you not get a job because you're uh, overpriced? Uh, or 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 they yeah. say not very often yeah i say uh maybe half and half that's if good put out, yeah if i put out seven bids i might get four so that, that's not that's too good bad. no yeah. oh, no you want to be there because if you're getting every bid then you're too low yeah, yeah absolutely mm -hmm. oh you've been around the block man from everywhere and apply it to you know life you know <laughs> yeah yeah if you're if you're if if you're working for yourself and you're doing drywall you know how to hustle yeah it's just it's not easy out here it's definitely not easy out here for a drywall finisher Everybody think that they can do it until they get into it, and you know everybody could do it cheaper. You know, so yeah, yeah. For that. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I could do the drywall. I just don't have time, and uh, you know, yeah. can you come in? Can you come in a little cheaper? Um, yeah, I just, it's nothing. You, you could do that in, in, a, in a day or two. Yeah, like, yeah I could do it in a day because I spent 20 years learning how. Besides uh, editing social media, and I mean, okay, so you, um, I mean, I see you with a lot of Columbia stuff. I mean, is is Columbia like, do they throw you tools? I mean, to, to oh. gain traction on social? How does that work? Uh, yeah, I was an ambassador for Columbia for about two years. Okay. The pandemic. Okay. When the pandemic first started. Uh, that's when I really got selected, and you know, you all know how that year went. Then uh, last year they had us back, and uh, that went pretty good. It was pretty decent. Yeah. So they they hook us up with any um you know products that might be coming out to test them and you know get feedback and things okay. like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that that's a that's a Columbia um they call that a Columbia ambassador and they reached out to you why why did they reach out to Paps because you had just such a such a good following. Um, I, I kind of want to give give a little shout out to Brad Han. I don't know if you 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 know know of him. Um, he's a, a decent guy on on social media on Instagram. You know, good okay. following. But when I first got got into social media. So he was showing me a lot of love and um i think he was an ambassador at that time and each year they switch ambassadors so oh. he gave me a good little shout out to columbia and when i applied they you know they reached back out and, and we connected from there so they just do mm -hmm. one ambassador per year or how does that work i think it's a group of five to seven i, I might be exaggerating the number but maybe three to five ambassadors okay um, yeah each year they switch them out or, or call guys back if, if you know they still have a good following and still growing and what's his name the guy that uh suggested that you be ambassador oh brad hannah brad hannah and he, he's uh where's he out of uh canada canada I, I forget the town but yeah he's out of canada 
A lot of can a lot of Canadians on social. Not gonna yeah. lie, a lot of love out there. Big shout out to the Canadians. Yeah, I'll say this about the Canadians. They uh they have uh they're like kind of more progressive, I would say. Yeah. They're more progressive, like with the butt board and the tools. And yeah. They're they're more willing to like take take a month, take six months to learn a new system to create yeah. a faster method. And they're still hand finishers. Like, so, you know, I'm going to be, I'm mm -hmm. going to be talking to the hand finishers too. Cause I, I mean, I have stories about uh, hand finishers, you know, we use the tools up in Portland and then I got down to, uh, to Arizona and they were using the tools and I got to, I got up to Colorado and they were finishing everything by hand. And I thought they were crazy. Mm, okay. Those guys were fast. I mean, it, you know, it's, I, I got a whole new experience with like learning the banjo and yeah. and texturing texturing too yeah actually that's that's really my first love is the hand finishing um i, I love hand finishing with a nice little offset knife yeah uh, that's really where when i came back to new york um i didn't have the tools anymore because the guy i was working for he he had all the tools you know he was the the bazooka boxes and all that nature so yep. when I came to New York, I had to become a hand finisher. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I had to adapt. That's eating some humble pie right there. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I jumped into it all, all, all uh, burn is going, and became a hand finisher. And that was for about a good seven, eight years. And oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, it may, no wonder you have carpal tunnel. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> But I, I love it though. I love the hand finishing. I, it I, makes it real personal with the work. I feel it makes it real personal with the work. Right. Get it work. Mm -hmm. My one of my favorite things to do is to finish a corner bead like by hand. Oh, I like nice. I like finishing corner bead. There was a dude up in Portland that taught me a, a really good corner bead finishing technique. And once I learned that technique, I felt like I was really <laughs> good at it. Like you know, like and I, and I was just. I was just smearing mud on the wall until this guy took me aside and he showed me, he showed me like the angle of the blade. Like when you put that angle a certain way with like less pressure and you wipe mm -hmm. down, you leave that mud exactly where it needs to be. Yes, and sir. once I learned that I was very, um, I, I was excited. I was more excited about, uh, the trade, I guess, but my favorite thing to do is run the bazooka. Like, Oh, nice. These yeah. guys that don't, these guys that don't haven't tried the bazooka yet. I'm, I'm just, I, I will, I will say, like, you know, it's a pain in the ass to learn. It's really hard. It's a oh, difficult, yeah, but once you learn, it's a lot of fun, right? Like, yeah, 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 that's the truth. It's a pain in the ass to learn, but once you do get it, it's like, oh man, <laughs> and it's, it's not sweet right now. <laughs> it's not learning the bazooka. It's learning how to fix the bazooka when it breaks. <laughs> that's what takes the most time when it jams oh, all, all of that stuff <laughs> oh man the amount of times i had to find uh, something skinny enough to fit in there to get the paper jams out oh man so about 20 minutes trying to find a, a clip or something that i could fit in there they uh, have a, you know i gotta keep something with me <laughs> i saw it uh, i was at intex and i saw that they have tools now that slide little slide long like yeah. the handle and like you can yeah. clean out, you can oh clean out 
Yeah, they yeah, didn't have everything now. <laughs> we, use the, we use like the strapping, like that yeah. metal strapping would, would work good for cleaning out the slide. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I keep a few of those in my bag now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. And a couple, yeah, extra, a couple blades, a couple extra blades. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, Columbia bazooka is really durable though. Like I haven't had to change the the, the chain or, or any any of that. Okay. The blade, and, yes. Okay, so have you? And how, so, how many different bazookas have you tried? Have you tried like level five, a uh, tool tech? Yeah, okay. I haven't owned a level five, but I've tried it, and yeah, it, it does run run smooth. Yeah, the the little time that I have spent with it, it, it felt good, and you know. Felt, felt nice and robust in the hand. So. But you were like, damn, if Columbia's going to throw me a bazooka, I'll use it. That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. And it's the Predator. It's got a cool name. And uh, like they're like uh, special material, right? Are they magnesium? Yeah, no, uh, carbon fiber. Uh, carbon, okay. Carbon mm -hmm. fiber. Cool, cool. Uh -huh. Actually, no, that was my, my, my first purchase was the, the the Predator set. I got the Predator with the, the boxes and the uh, uh, three, 3.5 head, I believe, came with it. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then um, uh, down the line, the Ambassador program. Ambassador. <laughs> before I got into that, yeah. I had my own set of tools, um, the auto tools, before I got into the uh, Ambassador program. Okay. And they another set. You know, okay. Building ever since then. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, that's that's good feedback that you know you were using Columbia before they before they even came to you. You know. Yeah. Was that part of the reason why they chose you as an ambassador? Was because you were already using Columbia Tool? Um, I believe so. I believe so. I mean, because every other video, one of their products were in the video. So. I guess they're like, hey, you know, might as well. You know, he's, he's making videos about it anyway. So no doubt, no doubt. And so, what, what? I mean, where do you get most most of your traction on uh, social? Is it on TikTok or is it on uh, other uh, platforms? Uh, sometimes uh, TikTok is hit or miss. Sometimes they they go. Sometimes it seems like only a couple hundred see the video. But sure. TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. The Facebook groups, I get a lot of traction in the Facebook groups. Oh, get yeah. a lot of hate in the, in the Facebook groups too. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're juicy. Oh, they're real, ju they're real juicy. Those Facebook groups. I think. Oh, yeah. um, what was the one group? What's a really bad one? I think junkies. Um, I I'm I listen to a lot of uh, Gary V. I don't know if you've heard of Gary oh, Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah actually. Um, he was a big reason I got on TikTok there. He was oh. talking about it a lot. I'm like, you know what? Let me uh, go over there and see what that's about there. Yep. <laughs> I jumped on TikTok. Gary V. Yeah, Gary V. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, so so the advice that I, I mean, what I really took away from uh, Gary V was, um, I mean, I'm doing like a podcast. <laughs> you know? like, like he's, he has a lot of good advice. You're the first one. So I'm like, just like starting down this path. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, and it's it's an honor, man. Well, I'm honored to to be on your show. Uh, thank you for having me and inviting me on. I really yeah. appreciate. It. Thank now, you. what does uh, what does Paps do for fun outside of drywall? Do you <laughs> you know? Are you a guitar player? Do you snow uh, ski? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to try that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I like to go to the range every once in a while, you know, fire okay. off a few rounds. Okay. And I'm, I'm a gamer at heart. You know, okay. So PS5. Um, okay. The retro games like Nintendo or something like that. All right. Get a couple hours in on that. Yeah. Um, right now I'm, I'm renovating this house and uh, that's pretty much taking up my, my extra time. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, working on this baby here. But uh, other than that, yeah, just a little bit of gaming, hanging out with the family. Yeah, probably watch movie, good movie here and there. Yeah, fire off rounds at the range. Do you? Uh, do you? Hunt? Are you a hunter? No, um, I haven't been hunting. I, I would like to try it. Uh, you know, just to see the feel of it and see where yeah. it takes me. If it would be something that I'm more interested in or not, but no, I haven't though. That a uh, bear country? Yeah, we went hiking. I go hiking sometimes. Uh, I have a group of friends that I go on like backpacking trips with, which is kind of like, you know, I like that better than hunting. Um, okay. We saw a bear, but it's that, I mean, that's pretty rare. We saw two moose. Okay. Uh, you know, that was cool. We saw mother mo uh, moose with her baby. Like that was pretty unbelievable in Colorado. Like nice. that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, we get up over 10,000 feet and it's, you know, like in, in August, it's like cold as hell and it rains every day. And, you know, you got, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, you know, it's like I, you get out there for about three days and you don't want to come back. <laughs> ah, nice, 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 nice and yeah. serene. You lose your mind out there. When you really you get do. Your thoughts. Yeah, you know, yeah. Quick. Um, I would like to try that. Yeah, I haven't been hiking since um, uh, my teenage years. Well, not not really teenage years. It was a camp back in maybe twelve, thirteen years old. Mm -hmm. You know, they took us on a little hiking trip when when I was in camp, a little sleepaway camp. Other than that, I've never been as an adult. I would like to try it as an adult. What do you see for PAPS in the future uh, with drywall? Um, I just want to build build the company uh, to be as sustainable, you know what I mean? Okay. I have to worry and, you know, have a good source of, of contractors and customers and employees. I want to bring in some workers, you know, get a couple teams going on. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, expand, you know, expand yeah. a different regions of new york maybe even new jersey pa have you have you tried bringing on any help and what was your experience with that no um any i'm not gonna lie it's hard to find guys that want to show up every day and you know and then and put the, the pedal to the metal so to speak yeah kids don't, kids don't want to work pabs uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not it's a secret <laughs> I mean, yeah. they do, you know, it's a different, it's genera generationally, it's different. Now, um, I'm like, I, I saw a kid in Target the other day and um, I asked him how much he was making. And uh, I was like, dude, you should go. And he didn't like it. And he felt like he wasn't, you know, making enough. Um, you know, you can get a job pretty much anywhere. And wages are suppressed in albuquerque but i was like you you should go learn a trade you should go mm -hmm. get a job with a contractor and learn how to frame houses man i mean you can take you can do that anywhere and and you can make good money doing it you know um and he was he thanked me and was like I, you know i hadn't really thought about that so i think 
that whole paradigm needs to shift a little bit. Uh, and they're talking yeah. about it on the groups and stuff. It's like, you know, you don't have to really go to college. You could take, take a, take a few years off and go learn a trade, a skilled trade and have Absolutely. something, have something that can earn you money and <laughs> useful. Like if you want to renovate your house someday, you might, <laughs> you might have some skills. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think that's something that should be in like the, um, the, maybe junior high schools, middle schools and, and, and high schools, you know, put in the trade classes, uh, different natures, hanging drywall, you know, different phases of construction, you know, to get the kids interested instead of, you know, pushing yeah. the numbers and then trying to push them into college to yep. get into, you know, not, not that college is a bad thing. I'm not saying that, that is hard. Not. No, the higher not. education is, is definitely a great thing to have. But it's, it's a debt that comes with it, you know. It's right. a debt with it. Yeah. Right. It's learn to trade, and you know, you're making money instead of you know, owing somebody a whole lot of money by the time you get your degree. I've always wanted to experience the college, you know, atmosphere, and I, I've never been to college. Yeah. I, I got my GED out of high school, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've always wanted to, you know, have the campus life. Although I'm probably too old for the campus life now, but. Nah. You got community college and things like that. I mean, why wouldn't you go to, um, I mean, you could go to New York, you could go to like Manhattan and make pretty decent wage, like working in the city. Yeah, I don't think uh, my, I can handle all, all that, them people. It's, it's, it's really chaotic in the city, living, living yeah. in Manhattan. Anytime I go back and visit a friend, I just want to come back home to Binghamton like the next day. It's like, this is too chaotic trying to find a parking spot. Just going from light to light driving is insane sometimes in the city. Yeah. But more of a headache than anything. <laughs> You'll be making a lot of cash, yeah, but the peace of mind, you, nah, you're probably going insane from that alone. <laughs> just riding the train every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think I could handle that anymore. Yeah, that subway, that subway's gritty, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to love it as a teenager. Oh man, it was like a big old playground to me as a teenager. I you bet. Yeah. Oh man. I bet. That was fun back in the days. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The, um <laughs> I, the the Beastie Boys documentary that you know, like like that whole that whole old school like hip hop. Uh, yeah, that that New York. Pumping. That New York seems pretty fun, like, you know. Yeah, it's like, just like an energy pumping through the city, you know, and yeah. any borough that you go to, you pretty much have a good time, yeah. you know. I don't think yeah. it's like that anymore. And post-COVID, New York's kind of... Uh, scary, man. It's gritty. Scary. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you really got to watch it back now when, when you go in the city. It's, it's, it's really getting, like you said, gritty again, um, like back in the 80s uh, uh, 70s and 80s uh, how bad it was back then oh really do you think that's because of the shutdown and then the reopening and like businesses being empty and things like that yeah yeah on the uptick mm -hmm. yeah not having the, the kids not having anywhere to go after school and no programs going on you know just just left to their own tools to yeah. navigate through that city you know what i mean it's just, right they just go with what's what's going on around them, you know, the product of the environment, pretty much. And yeah, I would think it with being locked up for what two years almost. <laughs> we just really coming down off of the uh, 
the lockdown, really, you know, where things are opening up in the city and you can actually go out and have dinner and things of that nature. But yeah, right. a lot of people are wound up and a lot of tempers are flaring. And yes, a lot of craziness is happening right now in the city. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, so I'm trying to try and stay away, you know. Yeah, and how old are your how old are your kids? Well, my my daughter, she's a head headed into thirty. She's a twenty seven, I believe. Okay. And my son, he's nineteen, turning a twenty this uh, July. Nice, nice. So they're older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have to chase chase the toddler around right now and change diapers. No, yeah. <laughs> they're on their own right now. You know, <laughs> they call me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. So yeah, you had kids pretty early. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Closing thoughts, Paps. What are you, what are you going to leave this drywall community with? What what words of wisdom are you going to instill upon us? Suggestions for the show? Um, advice you could give to the trade? Um, what do you got, man? I like to just say, um, keep an open mind. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of closed mindedness going on. Uh, with, as far as in the groups, uh, you know, a lot of people have finishing the old old school, old yeah, school. Yeah. you know, stop dividing, stop dividing, come together and show the construction community what this trade is all about, you know, yeah, I think we're, we're stronger together, you know, that that the hand open is, is weak, but close that fist, you know, Love we it. can demand some things for the community, you know, I demand decent prices and, you know, yeah, the quality that that's in your your work says what you get paid. You know, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Keep open mind to different ways of finishing. You know, we all can get to the same goal. Just build it up. Let's build up this trade together. You know. Yep. Yeah. When you build up your uh, your fellow tradesmen, you know everybody everybody rises. <laughs> exactly exactly it flourishes throughout the, the nation you know i see that you know you know it's easy to it's easy to fire off a comment and i mean i'm guilty too man i see comments all the time where i'm just like dude you're an idiot. i want to i want to say dude oh, you're yeah. an idiot or are you kidding me and you know what it's a really a conscious bringing it to a conscious level to just you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna scroll on past. I don't need to say, I don't need to say anything, um, and you know, and just try to try to spread, try to spread the love. Exactly, because you know what? As soon as you scroll past it, you forget about it. You know, it's, it's not bothering you anymore. You know? yeah. <laughs> so don't don't stress over it. Just move on. That's that's yeah. what I say. Yeah. No. Well, it's been a pleasure, Paps. We've got uh, what do we got? We got uh, Mud Madness is, and that's your handle on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. This has been super awesome. Um, I, I have so much like insight. Until next time, man. You have yourself a fantastic evening, and um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, brother. All right. Have a good one. Special thanks to Paps Dugan for his time on the Drywall Podcast today. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Be sure to catch the Drywall Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and 
And as always, be sure and have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining.